Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to Locked On Cardinals. I'm your host and all-around Arizona sports expert, Gavin Shaw. Since moving to the Valley three years ago for college, I've covered the Phoenix Suns in addition to just about every Arizona State team imaginable. But I dropped it all to bring you the best and the brightest on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, welcome in uh, late night, uh, not that late, only only 7 p.m., uh, Tuesday night edition of the uh, Locked On Cardinals podcast, a little, a little bit earlier than we've been uh, recording over the uh, majority of the last uh, few episodes. Uh, if, you, if you missed those episodes, you missed some good ones because we are were, we were going, we we're doing a deep dive into the Cardinals quarterback situation. Uh, we spent uh, the first one in this series kind of talking about Carson Palmer and uh, how he peaked uh, two seasons ago and uh, how this is this is probably his last year and then and then kind of getting into the uh, Cardinals uh, draft philosophy and how uh, where they take a quarterback kind of determines how they see the future of their franchise going and you, you take a guy in round one probably not contending for a Super Bowl this year or at least that's not I mean I mean you might but that's not you're not doing everything in your power to make that happen and your uh, focus is on the future and trying to build one for build a contender for five, ten years down the road instead of uh, this season. You take one. And, and, and guys, before I move on, guys that uh, were in that conversation to go in uh, round number one to the Cardinals, uh, I, know that, I know there are some sites that uh, list Deshaun Kaiser in there too. I, I personally think realistically the only two guys that, and I guess maybe Davis Webb, but the, the only guys I think the Cardinals could take round one are uh, Mitch Trubitsky, who could potentially go higher, quite possibly will, with a number of teams that could look at a quarterback, and Deshaun Watson, who I see a lot of uh, NFL draft nicks uh, slotting to the Cardinals in that spot, uh, specifically uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. in his latest mock draft, unless he, he came out with a new one today. He had uh, the Arizona Cardinals taking Deshaun Watson, the uh, national championship winning quarterback at a Clemson. And then uh, yesterday we, we kind of got into uh, some of the guys who the Cardinals could go within the uh, second or third round, and that's kind of, uh, at least as far as a team-building philosophy, that's kind of splitting it down the middle and saying we're not throwing away this season. We're going to add a linebacker or a defensive back or a wide receiver or an offensive lineman uh, with our with our first-round pick, and uh, but we, we still want to get someone who we think has a lot of upside and could uh, replace Carson Palmer either next season or uh, this year if he suffers another concussion or some other type of injury, which is an ever-present risk with the offensive line that he is uh, playing behind. So uh, those guys are, and again, we went over this yesterday, you can, uh, you can go back and uh, check out that uh, podcast. Uh, those guys include uh, Deshaun Kaiser, uh, Davis Webb, and uh, Patrick Mahomes. And I think there's a scenario where all three of those guys could, or at least on an individual basis, all three of those guys could theoretically go in round one. But I think the more likely scenario is that 
one of the three, probably Kaiser goes round one, and then uh, one goes before the Cardinals pick in round two, and then there's one available for the Cardinals second round pick. So that would be the outlet to getting one of those three guys, all of whom I actually like quite a bit. And uh, today I kind of want to go with the uh, third approach that the Cardinals could potentially have, and this is uh, what they've been doing over the uh, over the last uh, five, six, seven years, is taking a quarterback in the mid to late rounds. You take a shot on a developmental guy, and you see if you can kind of hit the quarterback lottery and uh, win with him. All right, without uh, further ado, here are the quarterbacks I want to look at today. And we are, we are going to start off with uh, Nathan Peterman. And again, I'm, I'm operating off of... Uh, cbssports.com's uh, list of uh, top-ranked quarterbacks, so shout-out to them for putting uh, that together. Uh, they have Peterman as their 111th player in the draft and as the 6th-ranked quarterback, so that would uh, put him going uh, right between the 3rd uh, and the 4th uh, round. Uh, Peterman is a 6'2", 226-pound redshirt senior out of the University of Pittsburgh. And he's a guy who started off his career at uh, Tennessee, couldn't get past uh, Joshua Dobbs, who's further down on this list. So uh, Peterman won that little battle. And uh, he, he ended up having a pretty excellent career at uh, Pittsburgh. And he's, he's another guy that I actually – there are qualities in all in six of these quarterbacks that I really like. And I not, – not, not to get too sidetracked, even though that's the main thing I do on this podcast. But um, that, that that's kind of the case I made yesterday where I'm not sure – if I'd if I'd rather have Trubitsky or Watson in round one versus Mahomes in round two or someone like Peterman in round three because I think those guys are all there there are differences and there are reasons obviously Trubitsky and Watson are uh, are going one to two rounds ahead of those other two but I don't know I, I'm not sure if it's worth the draft capital when they're at least in my mind both kind of equal risks and and just how much randomness goes into drafting quarterbacks and it's the same thing we saw with uh Dak Prescott last year who was clearly a far superior player to Jared Goff who went first though in a obviously a much better situation so it's hard to totally tell how much of that is him but I mean I think if the draft was redone today I don't imagine there is a single team in the NFL or definitely not more than a couple that would take uh Goff over uh Prescott and to a lesser degree the same thing applies with a uh, number two pick Carson Wentz so that is that. That's my little rant on that. Anyways, what uh, makes Peterman so potentially appealing? Uh, you go, you go through the stats for him. Uh, Twenty-seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. His senior at Pitt completed sixty point five percent of his passes for uh, nine yards a completion. So that's uh, pretty good. Wasn't just uh, throwing screens all day. If you if you want to go through a season, uh, got a. Got two uh, big-time wins that are really stand out. Beat a Penn State team that uh, ended up by, I know they lost to USC in the Rose Bowl, but probably one of the top uh, five to seven teams in the country when it was all said and done. Knocked them off 42-35. They really relied on the run game in that one. Or I think I think Peterman actually might have gotten hurt. I have, I have to look that up. But uh, he was 11 of 15, 91 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick before going out. Eight carries, uh, 52 yards. And again, um, that... Penn State wasn't exceptional because of their defense. It was really more about their offense, but uh, still an impressive effort from Peterman. And then uh, Peterman uh, tore up a Clemson team uh, in Death Valley that eventually won the national title, uh, beat them 43-42. And in a game where uh, Deshaun Watson threw uh, three interceptions, uh, Peterman 22-37, 
308 yards, uh, five touchdowns, not a single pick in, in what was easily the biggest game of his career. So that, that to me at least, is uh, two performances that kind of tell you what the guy is made of. Uh, outside of that, there were some uh, mixed efforts in there. Actually, uh, Pittsburgh uh, led by uh, James Conner, who, of course, that fabulous story of him uh, overcoming cancer and an NFL uh, prospect in his own right. Uh, they they didn't have Peterman launch it out that much. I'm, I'm just counting now, but there were only three games last year where he threw the ball over 30 times, and there were one, two, three, four, five games where he threw it less than 20 times. So you have a little bit uh, smaller of a sample size with him, just given the number of attempts that he had. But uh, you you, you kind of like that he was able to be effective on not a ton of throws, push the ball downfield when he did get opportunities, and uh, be decently mobile. As far as uh, Peter's, Peterman's skill set, uh, his accuracy is excellent. Uh, ESPN actually gave them their uh, uh, top uh, grade for accuracy. And he is... That's really what his uh, his game is built off of, uh, having having a really good deep ball despite not having the uh, strongest arm on the year. Uh, ESPN notes that he came pretty close to completing 50% of his passes, 25 yards uh, down the field or more, which is a pretty uh, exceptional uh, mark. He's very good throwing it on the run and uh, doesn't totally need a clean pocket to pick guys out, which is obviously kind of an ideal trait for a potential Cardinal, Cardinals quarterback. Um, mentally very good, uh, excellent intangibles, uh, will occasionally make some poor decisions, but on the whole for a college quarterback, he's, he's pretty far up there and he's comparable to some of the other top guys we've, uh, we've talked about in this draft. Uh, arm strength isn't great, but I feel like he's good enough to be solid in that area and he's pretty mobile in the pocket. Uh, the comparison that, that kind of stands out to me. Just uh, again, haven't watched a ton of him. Just a couple of games. The only game I really sat down and watched this year of him was a Clemson game where he really impressed me. But uh, I kind of like him as an Alex Smith. And I know I know some people may hear that and grumble. And the guy can't get out of the first round of the playoffs, and it's never going to be e- exceptional. But you get that guy in Peterman. You have you have a solid starter for the foreseeable future. And you know, seek out upside. You can always sign someone, take a new pick. But I, I think Peterman could be really, really good, and especially with the defense the Cardinals are building, and uh, especially with the fact that you can theoretically rely on David Johnson for the foreseeable future. I, I don't know. I think Peterman could be a really, really good fit for some of the stuff the uh, Cardinals like to do. The big question for me is whether that uh, deep ball accuracy is uh, whether he that that skill translates to the NFL level because obviously that that's something that would really appeal to Bruce Arians and I think that would make him um, make him a guy that the Cardinals could consider taking. Uh, next man up, Brad Kaya out of Miami. At different points, he was considered uh, one of the top uh, two or three guys in this draft. Kind of fell off a little bit. Uh, wasn't great at the end of the season. He finished his uh, senior year completing just 62% of his passes, 8.4 yards an attempt. 27 touchdowns, 7 picks, and was sacked uh, 25 times. Uh, so you go through the stats. I uh, got a couple easy wins to start the year. And then uh, biggest games, uh, Florida State and North Carolina. He's uh, failed to lead his team to uh, 20 points in each of them. Uh, wasn't awful, but wasn't particularly accurate, completing about 55% of his passes over those two games. Uh, two touchdowns, one pick. 
over uh, both of them. And that was part of a four-game losing streak that kind of uh, tore apart Miami's uh, season because they actually won their first four and won their last five, which is that middle-season stretch. They fall to Virginia Tech, and then they fall to uh, Notre Dame. He was a little bit better in those two, but uh, obviously not good enough to lead his team to a win and took a bunch of sacks in both those games. Then kind of turned it up down the stretch against uh, pretty clearly uh, weaker defenses, very good in his final two college games. nearly 400 yards and four touchdowns against Duke, and then nearly 300 yards and four touchdowns against the West Virginia defense. That was very, very good for a lot of the season. So Kaya uh, finished pretty strong. As far as the uh, skill set, uh, ESPN gives him their highest possible grade for his mental makeup. Uh, and he's, uh, make makes incredibly quick decisions in the pocket, uh, good at anticipatory throws, at least in knowing when and where to throw the football the issue is actually getting it there because his accuracy is uh, pretty inconsistent his arm strength is not what you look for at at least in a starter on the nfl level and there's not really a ton else that stands up there he's really really smart but whether or not that's enough to get the job done i I think from him to peterman there's that's where the drop-off occurs from a guy at least in my mind that i see i see as a potential starter to uh, drafting a, a good backup. And I think Kaya falls more so in that good backup category. And that, that's really what you get for the majority of the rest of this first round. Um, a couple other names that stand out to me, uh, Gerard Evans out of Virginia Tech is uh, right behind Kaya. He's projected to go in the fifth or sixth round. And he probably will because he's a really good athlete. And he kind of reminds you of another former Virginia Tech quarterback uh, in uh, Logan Thomas, a little bit more developed than he ever was. But as Cardinal fans will remember, uh, that guy was not ready to be an NFL QB, and though I think Evans is better than him, I I don't necessarily think um, he he's a guy the Cardinals will have a ton of interest in. A good runner, good thrower, had some big moments at Virginia Tech, got some good wins, especially over he um, he deserves some credit. His, excuse me, his defense at uh, at Virginia Tech deserves some credit, but he did uh, beat uh, Mitch Trubisky by uh, 27 points. But again, that was more of a team win. Uh, Evans, very, very good on the college level. I don't see that much there that translates to the NFL unless he becomes a lot more consistent in his mechanics, and he, he left a year early, probably should have gone back to school. Uh, Joshua Dobbs, a senior Tennessee, an incredibly bright guy, but some, some uh, but someone who, on the field, I never really got the hype about. I don't know. I just uh, I just never really saw it with him. He was, he was fine. He was okay. Uh, Chad Kelly, the 10th-ranked quarterback, someone I like a lot more. I know um, just going through the numbers ESPN has on him, they're not uh, particularly high on him. But I don't know. The guy, the guy's a gamer. Ole Miss, I mean, I know Watson did it but at, uh, at Clem- in Clemson. But outside of him, Ole Miss was really the only team that could challenge Bama over the last couple of years. They beat him once. They came pretty darn close to beating them this season. And just something, something about those games just – Watching Chad Kelly, I know, I know he has a bunch of different off the field issues, but there's just something undeniable about that passion, that fire. He's a guy. He's projected as a seventh round pick by CBS. If he goes undrafted, I would love to see the Cardinals take him into camp. If for some reason they don't take a quarterback earlier, I wouldn't mind them spending a seventh round pick on him. He's someone who is really, really intriguing to me, even if the upside is probably a good backup. But I don't know. I like him. I think he, I, I think he could be better than anyone on the Cardinals roster. Uh, ne- even even as early as next season, not named uh, Carson Palmer. 
uh, going down the list, uh, a couple other intriguing names. Uh, Trevor Knight uh, looked like a surefire first-round pick for one game against Alabama, never that good again. Seth Russell, I think if he, he injured his neck and was not uh, at the end of his uh, junior season and was not the same guy his uh, redshirt senior year, uh, if at some point down the road he regains that form, he was someone who's pretty accurate and a very nice runner, uh, probably not an NFL starter. Uh, continuing down the list, I know Cooper Rush is a guy that uh, NFL.com was very high on and saw as one of the top sleepers in the draft. I personally feel the same way about Dane Evans, who's uh, way down there, not even uh, considered draftable, but he's someone who played with some really good receivers at Tulsa and played in a in a definitely a quarterback-friendly system. But I, I don't know. he's That guy has a nice arm, and I've, I've seen him throw some beautiful deep balls. And then uh, Gunnar Keel on that list, too, I just find uh, kind of funny because he was in college for like six years committed to like four different schools someone who at, a, at one point was considered a potential high value nfl draft pick uh, lost his starting job at cincinnati and uh yeah it's not not in that mix anymore all right as far as uh, final takeaways from this group of quarterbacks in terms of what i would want the cardinals to do uh, i don't really love trubisky or watson in round one i get the temptation if either one of them is there to pull the trigger and just say, screw it. I, I want Deshaun Watson on my team. He's a winner. Or with Mitch Trubisky, screw it. I, I can get the best quarterback in the draft in the middle of the first round, which is something that does not really happen in the NFL very often anymore. And I, I guess you can justify either one. If I'm the Cardinals, I'm gunning for a Super Bowl next season, and I will wait for a better draft class because I don't think this group, at least in terms of top-end talent, is great. That being said, the flip side of that is I think if uh, – Pat Mahomes, uh, Kaiser, or Webb are there in round two. I don't totally mind that. I like uh, Mahomes and Webb uh, pretty clearly the most out of that threesome. Uh, but between Mahomes and Webb, I don't really have a strong preference. I think I'd maybe lean Mahomes. There's just something there's something a little Aaron Rodgersy about him. And I know I know Cliff Kingsbury has made that comparison, and I know there's I've, there's probably more developmentally there. But if you draft him, you sit him for two years. I don't know. That guy scores a lot of points, and I, I get that a lot of that was attributed to the Texas Tech offense. Uh, my other recommendation would be to go uh, Peterman round three. Again, someone I think could be an Alex Smith type, really good uh, quote-unquote game manager, even though I hate using that term. I think that sums him up uh, pretty well with a little bit of upside and someone who in the biggest games of his college career played his best, and that's always something I look for. Uh, down the line, uh, Chad Kelly is the uh, late-round guy I'd consider. I know about the off-the-field issues. I know about the on-the-field inconsistencies and he, and the fact that he tore his ACL last year. Obviously, it doesn't help, but you're looking for a developmental guy down the road. I don't know. I think there's something special about him. Anyways, that concludes this episode of the Locked on Cardinals podcast. Uh, we will be breaking down running backs tomorrow and kind of getting into— uh, well, we'll probably just keep it to the Cardinals guys tomorrow, but then we'll be getting into— um, the guys in this draft down the road. And, and as much as quarterback, even though I think it's pretty deep at quarterback, as much as the quality on top isn't considered great, it is the exact opposite at running back where those guys are exceptional. So we will talk about all that uh, tomorrow. Until then, uh, for uh, I don't even have to say that. Uh, it's only me on the podcast. That's the beauty of doing this thing solo. I'm Gavin Shaw. This was Locked On Cardinals. Uh, tune in to the rest of the podcast throughout the uh, Locked On Podcast Network. I know David Locke. Had a new one today with, I believe, uh, Zach Harper, if I'm remembering his Twitter handle correctly. So if you're a basketball fan, I highly encourage you to check that one out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Gavin Shaw. I'm covering the Final Four in Phoenix this week, so that is really exciting uh, for all you hoop heads out there. Anyways, until tomorrow, uh, be well. Talk to you then. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. 
by singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.